Around Comics, Episode 19. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Howdy. Joining us, as always, is Tom Caters. Hello. And the manager of Dark Tower Comics and Collectible... Collectibles? Collectibles. Mark Collectibles. Mark Beatty. Mark Beatty. Hey, guys. This, uh, as you can probably already tell, is one of our uh, less formal episodes. This is a midweek episode of Around Comics. Uh, we're going to do this one without our regular Wired Wire News or Top of the Stack segments. So if you are a new listener to the show, uh, I would suggest that you go back and download Monday's episode. It will give you the full Around Comics experience. But uh, tonight, we're just going to stick with one topic, and uh, we are going to discuss... The buying habits of comic fans as far as writer or artist or character. What drives you to buy comics? What do you follow? And where are your interests? So, covers. I, covers. I judge all books by the cover. <laughs> Only my I don't even read them. <laughs> so we have a, uh, a very humorous panel tonight, obviously. <laughs> Jokers. Uh, you know, seriously, guys. What you know, most, most comic fans are, are going to... Not, I'm not saying that they're only gonna judge what they buy on those three things, but I think that we all have buying tendencies, which are either I follow a particular writer or writers, I like certain artists, and I always make sure that I buy what they're drawing, or, you know, I'm an X-Men fan, or I'm a Nightcrawler fan, and I'm gonna buy anything that Nightcrawler is in. Because <laughs> uh, there's so much! I'm a big Jubilee fan. Jubilee! There, there are people out there like that, and, I'm telling you, they're they're there. There are people that that you know, if Gambit is in something, they're gonna buy that. Or crazy people like the you know, like the Flash. The Flash. Oh, good lord, those are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible human beings. It's not like he's a well-established character like Bishop or anything like that. that Bishop justify. You know, and then there are people that will only buy comics that have like huge apes and gorillas in them. Which, I wish I wish that was an option. I wish there was enough out there <laughs> that I could just buy those, but there isn't, sadly. So, well, oh, sadly. Yeah. Sad <laughs> anyway, I've seen so, some so, ape slash fiction. You might be interested in. Oh, Monsieur Mala. There you go, right there. You've got and, and the brain. In the brain. Yeah. Can't forget him. <clears throat> well, since this is a shorter, abbreviated version of Around Comics, we'll try not to deviate too much. Uh, I'll start out with uh, Mr. Beatty. Whenever you know you're buying habits, what do you follow? Um, I I only buy Michael Turner books. <laughs> okay, smartass. Yeah, I I love that guy. Um, I I. I do follow writers around. I, I do follow artists around. Okay. I think maybe my microphone sucks ass. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, I my my trends basically are do I do follow writers and artists a lot. Okay. There are certain characters I always collect or always pick up if I see them in a book, but I do follow a lot of. Uh, uh, writers around. Yeah, you know, I, I think that seems to be a trend in comics or, or for. 
you know, I don't want to say longtime comic fans because I know that there's a lot of guys out there that are like, you know, it's always been Spider-Man for me. I've been collecting Amazing Spider-Man since 1970, and I will always, always get that Wait, book. From 1970? How old are you? Well, not me. I, I, guys, <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you meant you. I'm like, no, no. You've guys, been collecting the Spider-Man since 1970. No, guys like Rick Gordon. I mean, Rick Gordon has been buying Amazing Spider-Man since he could read comics and he says he will always buy that that book and there are a lot of a lot of fans like that but i think a lot of fans today have drifted away from following characters and you see more and more fans that follow writers and even across companies uh, but i do i do actually collect captain america i mean that's the mm -hmm. one book like i said with amazing spider-man i collect that constantly whether it sucks or not which usually is it sucks but right now it's fantastic. Yeah, you got to be loving it but right yeah, now. Right now it's fantastic. But you know, we had Cap Wolf not too many years ago, so you know I was buying it then too. Sadly enough. Yeah. Um, Sal, you you follow writers, characters, artists. Two words. Snick. Snick. No. Uh, um, <laughs> you need a Snickers. I, you know, I used to. I used to. <laughs> I used to follow more characters or, or titles uh, years ago um, and I fell in the same sort of trap of you know whether it was good or bad I, I had to have you know every issue of you know whatever it was Avengers was was a title that I read for years even though it sucked um, more today I follow mostly writers um, artists the art of a book is not nearly as important to me any longer as as a writer is a good story so I'm I'm definitely in in the uh, the group that that follows more writers than anything else. Tom, uh, I'm sort of a mix of all of them. There's certain characters and stuff I I'll almost always read. I mean, I, I love the Flash, so I always get the Flash, except for like the last four issues, which were terrible. But uh, you know, I, I like Green Lantern, so I almost always take a look at what's going on in you know Green Lantern. And, kind of coincides sometimes with writers. Uh, I never buy Batman, but I plan on buying Batman when Grant Morrison writes it just out of curiosity. To see but you know, are, are you following a writer at that point? Yeah, I would say. You, know, you, yeah. you normally don't pick up Batman, but oh, yeah, I would you're going to get it because of Grant Morrison. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's other writers <laughs> like that. Like uh, I'll pick up X-Men when Brubaker starts writing Uncanny, even though I haven't picked up Uncanny really long time. <laughs> so. I still refuse to pick up Uncanny because of that. <laughs> and uh, artists, you, you know, there's certain pick? there's certain artists I'll you, take a look you, at it. You, I, I'm, I'm, I, I will probably read it because it's here in the store, but I just, I cannot buy Uncanny X-Men. It has sucked for so long that I can't see anybody cleaning that up and making you it. You could say that about Captain uh, America a year and a half ago. We just think, you know, it's like, well, it's the Clone Wars. It's like the uh, Spider Clone and things like that. There are certain stories you ignore. I go, but it's hard to ignore 15 years yeah. Uh, yeah, of X-Men stories. That's a hard thing, because I, you know, we're talking about writers, do you follow them? And Ed Brubaker is a writer that I follow, and I know that he's not a... Literally? Follow him around? <laughs> no, that's you, C.O. Salazar. He does have a restraining order. <laughs> no, he, he's a guy that, you know, if Brubaker's name is on a book, I'm probably going to pick it up. Now, I've got really high expectations of Uncanny X-Men. You know, Deadly Genesis has been good, but... I don't think it's his best work, so I, I hope that his writing style translates to the X-Men. I, I hope so, too, but I don't have high hopes of that, because like I said, X-Men Deadly Genesis was was a good book, and it was a good X-Book, but it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I have a theory on it. Well, don't why don't you tell us that well, theory? Well, I think, you know, with that book, when he initially set out to write that, it 
it may have changed somewhere in the middle because you know then all of a sudden they they announced that he's going to write Uncanny, <laughs> and so he wanted to lead into Uncanny X Men from Deadly Genesis. So I'm, uh, you know not obviously for sure certain of that, but I'm just kind of thinking that that book changed somewhere in the middle, and, and that story well, had to had to change. Yeah, to it had a weird him. pacing thing where it seemed for the last two or three issues you saw the same thing kind of over again Mm -hmm. like that was kind of where something changed in it and then in the end you know i was kind of thinking yeah and then in the end i was like oh okay like there's a couple issues there where i was kind of confused about the pacing of it and also it just should have been in the end kenny x-men anyway it's not like yeah, I mean, that, going that on in that book that it's <laughs> I think they're trying area. to tie up those those yeah. things and whatnot. But you know, and I know um, um, for Mark, you're a you love anything that Mark Miller is doing these days. Mark, yeah, I, I like Mark Miller stuff, man. He's 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 one of my favorite writers. I mean, he writes quite possibly the best superhero comic out there, Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm so worried about Jeff Loeb taking over soon because it's <laughs> pretty inconsistent. Yeah, but Loeb's a Loeb's a guy that all. You know, I don't follow and pick up everything that he he's, writes. He's got a lot of followers, though. But he can yeah. he can spin a, a good yarn. Yeah, but he hasn't in a long time, really. Has it been? I mean, Superman, Batman has been. It got really confusing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last. I mean, his his best stories are Dark Victory, uh, Long Halloween, mm-hmm. in, in for all Batman. seasons. Uh, his win in Rome, the the Catwoman story. I love that universe that he and and Tim Sal have created. That is just. I I love that entire. Long Halloween um, universe that they created—it's it's good stuff. Um, artists that you that you follow—you know—I can think of one today that I follow, and that's Tony Moore. But uh, I know Sal has got a guy who's a writer and an artist that you put his name on there, and 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 he's going to pick it up. HC. Uh, yeah, I mean Howard Schenck, <laughs> and I—I'll almost guarantee that I'll I'll pick up his stuff. That although I'm not I'm not reading uh, uh, Hawk Girl. Um, Right now, I, I just don't care for the character and, and, and that. But, yeah, he's probably... I mean, you know, Frank Miller, for <laughs> me, just about anything he does. What about whenever he takes on the Al-Qaeda? Um, You're going to pick it up out of morbid fascination. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I mean, just to see what kind of wackiness he's doing. I mean, you know, that's the thing, though. I mean, I've, I've come to realize that not everybody... You know, even if even the greatest artist or writer or whatever they can do bad work or stuff not necessarily even bad just i don't like and frank miller's proof of that oh absolutely the, the you escapist know. cover the special cover he did yeah you weren't high on that. Didn't, oh, didn't like that no i've also seen the variant cover for uh all-star batman and robin that's coming out number four that's coming out wednesday yeah those are, that's it's very similar uh, it's kind of cool but it's it's still i don't know what's happening with him it's He's a guy that, for me, could do no wrong for a long time, and, and still, some of his stuff I really enjoy. But you know, he, there there's some fault there. Now, you as a as a comic shop manager, what do you see the buying habits of the folks that come in here? What you know, I'm not saying you know. I guess overall, what do you see? Um, I see people following probably the writers and artists more so than the characters. I mean, there there are like you said, this thing to people just pick up the X Men titles. They get all the X Men titles, no matter how bad or good they are. They just get all of them because that's what they bought their whole lives. And, and but most people they follow around as soon as they find out. Do they actually that, read them? Uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely do. But they don't read a lot of el- of other books actually. The pull books guys we have that do 
all X-Men actually don't do a lot of other Marvel titles. It's just they've always been they do, Yeah, they do New X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, X-Men, all the miniseries, uh, Excalibur, whatever is attached to it, you know what I mean? Any any X-Titles they'll buy. And there's a few other things they'll pick up here and there, but for the most part, they, they stick out of the mainstream stuff. They don't buy Captain America or Daredevil or Spider-Man um, for the most part, but... But we have, I mean, a lot of the guys I mean, they do follow the writers. They they'll see you know Brian K. Vaughn doing a new book, and you know they want to sign up for that right away, uh, no matter what it is, or or anybody else. The same same any hot writer right now. They'll usually well, that's I mean Brian K. Vaughn is definitely one of the biggest right now. Uh, Garth Ennis, those guys that just follow Garth Ennis stuff, love it. Anytime there's any Garth Ennis stuff coming out, they immediately get it, uh, good or bad. There you know, which usually good. Long before we ever started doing around comics, you were just my comic shop manager and i know that you know i'd walk into the shop and you'd be like you know hey uh warren ellis has just started this other book that he's you know check it out and you knew my taste mm -hmm. of i follow writers yeah and you, you definitely do i mean you like it's a brew baker is your definitely your best boy but you uh, like warren ellis and Rucka. I, like, I do like warren greg uh, rucka Rucka. yeah even though well, i don't you know i don't i don't read a lot of greg rucka's dc stuff so you know, I I got some of the Superman stuff. Right. So I, Wonder Woman's a character that honestly has never done never, anything for it me. It doesn't interest me that much. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, why I like Brubaker a lot, and yeah, he's one of my favorite writers. But I think you know, you guys know that Warren Ellis is on a book. I'm I'm picking it up. That that's probably yeah, I, my, my I am number too. One. I'm a big Warren me Ellis too. fan. I everything the guy does, I pretty much pick up. He's my he's probably my favorite writer overall. Yeah. Um, Tom, yeah. Is, does it really affect your buying habits? You know, if if you, you know, if you see a guy, are you going to really step out of your comfort zone to pick up a book that you normally wouldn't give two shakes about? Sure, I'll just pick up stuff if I like the title. Of course, uh, I'm talking to the man that picks, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that reads a, Caveman Robot. My, so. Like my tastes just run so weird. Like there's certain things I'll probably, you know, get unless it gets really horrible, but then. I'll also see Sky if and I'll pick it up. So it what about what about artists for you though? What artists? Uh, I like. Um, I always look at just about anything Alex Ross puts out, but I won't necessarily buy it. But he automatically, I'll look at it at least to see if it's something I want. I think that's I, on like forums. You'll throw that out. It's like what artists, no matter what they what they do, you will buy it. And I think in everyone I've ever seen. Alex Next, Ross yeah. gets the most votes of any. Yeah, guy. I mean, I don't buy he everything. Sold, he does so little, though. Yeah, I mean, that's... Which is the nice thing if well, you're collecting it. He doesn't yeah, do a whole lot, so... Well, I, th I think that's part of the draw, is that it's it's kind of a special event whenever Alex Ross does something, that it's like, yeah, that's a guy that whenever he comes out with something, I'm I'm grabbing it. Mignola so. would be another guy I think I'd put on that list. For me, you know, a guy that anytime he draws anything, I'm you know, I'm pick it up. Yeah. Well, Mignola is kind of my trifecta in this whole conversation of writer, artist, character. You know, if Mignola writes something, I'm going to pick it up. If Mignola draws something, I'm definitely going to pick it up. And if Hellboy's in a book, and well, if Hellboy's in a book, I will, I will get. That is the one character that I will consistently. If he is in a book, I'm going to grab it. Well, lucky for you, if that's when all three, three of those things will happen, all is all just in one book, so you yeah. can pay two ninety nine for it. The Holy <laughs> Trinity, you found, <laughs> you found it. Yeah, yeah I'm, done, I'm, done. I'm out. Perfect combination. I have, I have my, I have an old school one. My John Byrne. 
-hmm. the guy I grew up with reading, I mean, the X-Men and everything else, uh, all the other stuff that he's done, Fantastic Four, and I mean, he's definitely not the guy he used to be, but I still pick his stuff up just because that's who I grew up with. So you're going to get the new Adam? God damn right I am. It's going to suck ass, and I'm going to love every horrible page. The The last thing that John Byrne did that I really enjoyed was his revamp of Superman. Yeah. And that was yeah. about the time that I was getting ready to get out of comics. He did a nice job in action comics for the most part, but he had a good inker on him, a guy named Hazelwood, Doug Hazelwood. Yeah. What's the whole deal with Byrne and the whole inking thing? He's it, a little crazy, I think. <laughs> Have you ever been to his he's, forum? He's, uh, yeah, his forum's pretty good. I mean, the people are really, they're rabid for him, basically. But he needs to write, draw, color, letter, almost everything, it seems like. He needs to do everything in the book. He can't just let somebody else do it. I think if he let somebody else do some of the other work, his work would be better. But he doesn't. And he still can put out, I mean, the one thing he could teach half the guys today is that you you can put out two or three books a month and on time. Yeah. Yeah, Byrne was definitely a guy, when I was growing up, that was, I mean, I wanted to be a comic book artist and I wanted to draw like John Byrne. That was, was, everybody did. Yeah. He was the first superstar um, that that I was exposed to. I mean, this is, you know, I was coming up way after the Kirby, Ditko, you know, Rumita, whatever era. And, yeah, Byrne was the guy that's like, wow, I want to draw like that. I think he gets the least amount of respect. <clears throat> he's, he's, I mean, of all the old artists, I mean, he's got a, he's got respect, but comparatively people seem to... Um, he's become a bit of a caricature of, his, yeah, of himself. Yeah, he, he definitely has. Well, we were talking about Frank Miller. I mean, for and, 12 and, or 15 yeah. years, he was, he oh, was, he was it. The he man. was the number one guy. Yeah. You couldn't beat him. You couldn't... He's the, he was definitely the most prolific artist writer in comic books. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there that can beat him. He's done almost every title that Marvel has at some point or another, even if it's just an issue. Best best run on Fantastic Four maybe ever. I would definitely say ever. He did a great run on, on the Marvel team up. His X Men uh, stuff. His X Men stuff is yeah. by yeah. far the, the X Men is the best. X-Men that is the X Men. Yeah, he's the know. guy that made Wolverine. Wolverine. If even it wasn't for I, John Byrne, I mean, Cockrell <coughs> would have made Nightcrawler the biggest, you know, biggest character. In the world. <laughs> this, yeah. this is a really cool story. We actually, Sal and I were talking about this week. We both picked up the X Men Omnibus, and I, I looked at. Yeah, I picked it up right. You, you sold it to me, um, and I was telling Sal, you know, I, I grew up loving John Byrne, but I'm getting a you know, a huge appreciation for Cockrum's art. I'm really enjoying it. He had a it. cool style. I liked Bob Layton myself back then. Yeah, Layton yeah. was great. Layton was a cool. He did a great, I mean, his run on Iron Man is one of the best. But, you know, talking about uh, Nightcrawler and Cockrum, what, Sal, what was the story you told me about well, in, that? Well, in the Omnibus, they talk about um, how that character was originally, uh, Cockrum had, invent, had created that character for a DC book. And the DC book never saw the light of day. I mean, same costume. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it that was character, Nightcrawler. It was Nightcrawler. I, I think even the name, everything. It was Nightcrawler. He had created it for this this DC book, and I can't remember the name of it uh, off the top of my head. But it never was published. And then, um, <laughs> oh hello, hello, <laughs> caller. And then, and then um, so so they didn't use the character, and DC didn't use the character. And then when he was working with uh, Claremont on uh, on the X Men, they you know they wanted to create the new team, and he said, "Hey, what about this character? Yeah, here's your ready made character, ready made German acrobat." And in the omnibus, they show uh, you know like a pencil drawing of a cover of the DC book, and there's Nightcrawler on it with wow. you know, all these. Other, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting to see that uh, in there. That's 
I mean, just imagine, you know, it's just imagine that, you know. Uh, he he would probably be a DC icon. Either that or the book would have totally bombed. Tom, yeah, Tom, yeah. No one would he have would have been killed in Crisis on Infinite Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he would have succeeded in DC because, I mean, he seems that much. I mean, he seems so much of a Marvel character, just the personality and, you know. Yeah. What Marvel was built about, you know, just sort of that. But I could see. Have you ever read that um, that four issue miniseries? I think Cockrum did of Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler like a swatch is a swatch buckling. Yeah, oh, like that, that's, that's what he loved. That could that's, fit. That's, yeah. that's what would have ruined the X Men if if Burn had ever. That could have fit, but that <laughs> story could have totally. Oh, that was a DC book, man. That totally could have fit <laughs> within DC. Actually, yeah, yeah, it was. Like that mean. could have been a DC book. Yeah, that definitely could have been. I think it is a DC book, actually. <laughs> yeah. Star Jammers or something? Gonna, yeah, uh, Star Jammers. Star Jammers. Oh, yeah, right. It is. Yeah, he just, <laughs> but it seems like it's a DC book. Well, that's another Cockrum creation. <laughs> yeah. Right, so. Oh, you know, but, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, as we as we get into this whole conversation of, of writer, artist, character, I don't think that there is any one right answer, any one wrong answer. All, everyone on this panel does a little bit of the three of them and you know for for me to be a, a total jackass here and say oh i can't believe you know there are people out there that buy every x book what is wrong with them you know there, there's no wrong answer that's fine if you if you like that buy that but there's something wrong with that. Well, <laughs> there's i think i think part of it though is you know one the cost factor involved i mean comics aren't cheap and you know if you grow up reading something that you know you like and you know it's in your in your wheelhouse it's hard to deviate from that because one, you don't, you know, if, to experiment with a bunch of other stuff, you're not sure what you're going to get. It could cost you a good penny, and and people just, you know, they want to know what they know. They want to, you know, they want to be comfortable in in their little zone. And not, you guys you know, know my my big deep dark secret is that I watch Gilmore Girls, Night Nurse, hey. Witchblade. <laughs> <laughs> Ding ding ding, <laughs> ding ding ding. I I have every Witchblade issue ever. Not all the crossovers. Now the secrets out. That's, oh, and you're I fired. I can't drop that book. I haven't read it in two years, and it just, every month Jeez. it comes out. I, I couldn't handle the original premise of that book I, enough to actually buy it. I liked it, but you know, is there Blade involved? Be sure to stay inside and listen to AroundComics.com, especially during daylight hours. Seriously, it's spring, and the glint off your pasty white comic geek skin could blind someone. <laughs> that was a seamless. Oh, the girls, <laughs> the magic. Um, Ooh, that was a no, funny story. And, and I'm going to paraphrase uh, uh, Bendis, who was on Word Balloon with John Suntras oh, earlier this week. Don't, don't ben- use Bendis to defend your <sighs> your. Hey, ben, fascination with Gilmore Girls. Bendis says that Gilmore Girls is the best written show, one of the best written shows on TV. Written it, it, it is, it is, it is written as well no as one talks the like West that, Wing ever. or The Shield. No. Uh, my wife watched the thing. She loves that show. She watched the thing that said they literally film all the different scenes so many times to get it right. Oh, right yeah. They had to film it like literally the four dialogue? times the same scene. Yeah, the, the dialogue. Because it's so fast and so the pacing is so... Yeah, the scripts for... Hey, I mean, we all would love to have conversations like that. I mean, like Tom. I mean, he's gifted, but... Um, <laughs> Third phone call. The the only the only the only episode of the Gilmore Girls I'm ever going to watch is when Vic Mackey from the Shield is on there and just unloads <laughs> and, he takes, and, and he takes down Lorelai. Whatever. I don't know her name. Don't know her name. Oh, God. oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> uh, Gilmore Girls. Talk. <laughs> Can we move on to something other than that? Uh, yeah, that Witchblade thing again. You know, oh yeah, Witchblade. The, 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 
Yeah. My thing with the basic premise of that book was, simply put, this woman gets this whatever weapon. She's, of course, she's a Chicago a, cop, a trained Chicago cop. Boy. So, of course, she's tougher than other women. Apparently you ever, no met, a ever met a trained Chicago, Chicago cop. female cop? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I've known a few. I happen to know one very closely right now. And I've known numerous other ones before. I go, a trained female Chicago cop? Pretty tough. Italian. Oh, it's not right there. That makes the difference. Uh-huh. So I get tough with meatballs. It, anyway, it, it's, a, it's a crap book. And I... Every no, every not. every month that it comes out, and and I find it in my poll box. I'm like, why am I doing this? And I'm just like, okay, for issue 100, I'm I know what you're doing. Gonna get to 100, and that's dumb done. So, you know, so that that's my that's my deep dark secret. Loser, <laughs> which made loser. Um, so guys, um, writer, artist, character, any final thoughts oh, on that? God, I don't know. I, I, I can I can tell you other artists I follow real quick. Yeah, who, yeah, uh, Cassidy. Doug Mankey. Okay. You actually, you turned me on to Team Zero because of Doug Mankey, and I love it. Yeah. It's Tony Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely follow him, because he doesn't do that much, so. Yeah. Um, Frank Quietly. Quietly, I don't know. It's the big bloated head. I do I love, love him. I like I love him. something about his style that just, just loves. He, in Superman... All-Star Superman draws Superman the way Superman should actually look. The big unlike, bloated unlike head. The new, Just like, like, he looks like freaking Barry Bonds. What does he look like? That. He a looks... A big muscle-bound alien? Yeah, you know? He's, he's like a, a, he's like a, a tall, broad-shouldered man. Movie? What was it? What's the no, what's weird about that? The guy may not look like Christopher Reeve, but his voice is freaking eerily similar. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to, he's supposed to, that's why he picked this guy because he looked a lot like Reeves and he's following the first two movies. It's not that he looks like him, it sounds like him. It's free. Same size and, and yeah. basically he's only like 20 pounds more weight, a little bigger than the shoulders, I think. And yeah, it's freaky. It's really creepy. You know a guy, uh, an artist I am quickly becoming a huge fan of is uh, Stuart... No, Stuart I'm sorry. Little? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> McNiven. Uh, I do like his Steve McNiven. Steve McNiven. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the, the Mr. Mannequin. They call it. Like, yeah. People, yeah, people so like yeah. him, but I, I tell you, I like his art too. There's I something about his art. Um, it's very computer-like. No, but it's still at the same time like That's his unique. fight scenes yeah. are so kinetic, and I mean they look like they hurt. Like when somebody gets kicked in the nuts by a Steve McNiven <laughs> character, it look you know it looks like it would really hurt. I cringe. The, the, the only thing that uh, bothers me sometimes about Mike McNiven and Cassidy is in some Steve scenes. McNiven. What? Steve McNiven. McNiven and Cassidy. What did I say? Yeah, Mike. Doesn't matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Sometimes in a non-action scene, it just looks like uh, stills from a like movie pitch. Occasionally, like in the new issue of Astonishing X-Men, I thought the art was really weak. Well, kind I gotta of, say, like, sometimes stuff in Astonishing is not nearly as good yeah, as it's not planetary. It's planetary, but his planetary yeah. stuff is godlike. Oh, it's yeah. awesome! Every but cover, it, different style. But it comes out every three months. Yeah, yeah. he's got time. Sometimes and it's I just a little too static oh, for Hitch. me. There's another one. It's just phenomenal. I, I, I love his love stuff. stuff. Well, you were talking about Shaken. His stuff in Hawker, I don't think, is as strong as a lot of his other. No, not. In fact, a lot of his later stuff, I don't find as appealing as his earlier preview pages for New Avengers. The Cap. Yeah, that looked really good. You know, but some of the stuff that he's come out with, you know, it just doesn't hold up to what I like of of him. You know, of his original or early Here, work. I should here's say. an artist I'll follow: John Romita Jr. No, I used anything to, that I, Jr. I used to does. hate That's, him. 
I, I I grew to like him. I think he does a great Spider-Man, almost as good as his dad. You know, probably a little bit better overall because he's mm-hmm. he's he's a newer artist. You know what I mean? Right. I can't explain it. Just the newer look. Horrible. But I really hate the way the guy draws hair. He should never draw a character <laughs> that has hair. <laughs> he should keep everybody in costume. I love it. I love his I mean, style. Have you seen that? I mean, I do like his style because it's very Kirby-esque also yeah. and Ramita-ish and... But his, the hair drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I used to hate his stuff. I mean, years and years ago. Like his X-Men yeah, era? I couldn't stand it. Well, he's coming, it was coming off a of burn. And it's like... Yeah, it maybe hard. that's what yeah, it was. No, 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 it wasn't coming off no. burn. Well, I mean, it was, it was still... Burn was who I associated with the X-Men. And here's this guy that, you know, totally different than Burn. And it was But I hard. could really like his stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and it's... I, I do... Paul, What's the, Paul Smith was a great artist. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of it out and yeah, snuck yeah. in, surprised the hell out of us, and left. I'll um, follow anything Steve Ditko does. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> Kirby. Well, well spe- speaking of Kirby, speaking of John Kirby. Jr., what's the um uh, the preview that we saw? It's the Neil Gaiman story. Eternals. Eternals. Yeah, yeah doing very Eternals. Kirby-esque. Yeah, That's why oh, I said yeah. Jr. has got that Kirby-esque look to him. I mean, he grew up with those guys, really. Yeah. yeah. They're freaking beautiful but, stuff, man. The hair just drives me crazy. Who's um um another guy who's uh, working with Grant Morrison on the Batman? Uh, J. H. Williams from Desolation Jones. No, 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 no. Uh, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Andy, Andy oh, Cooper. you're right, you're right. I'm, not oh. big on, I'm actually not big on the Cubers. I'm not. Uh, you know, I like their stuff. stuff but also, have you seen the preview from that Batman book? There, no, there's something have, floating I around on the previews, internet. I'm just not big on their art style. It looked phenomenal. Flipping I mean, he's a beautiful. Artist, no, I'm telling you that I, I agree with you. I mean, I was never that huge a fan of a lot of their stuff. I was not that. But this Batman, it I didn't even recognize it as his stuff. So it was so for his art style. Well, sometimes you find your perfect character. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it do. it looked it just looked awesome. I thought it looked phenomenal. That's All Star. Yeah, there's certain guys that can't do certain characters like. I like the All Star Batman, so I still ba- like it. Is it Batman Secrets? Uh, Sam Keith, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, couldn't see him doing like a lighthearted, like a Superman book, a bright, right. cheery. It would still be creepy. Yeah, Keith is. I like Keith's work, especially in this new Batman run. It's like um, Tim Sandman Sale. Stuff. I'll follow anything he does. Sale. I've seen um, some terrible looking stuff. In I love all his. I have like what? What? He's just he's funky at times. Well, he's definitely fun. That's what I like about it, though. I mean, I guess it depends on the story, but I haven't seen much of his that I like. I didn't, didn't like, the, way like. The, the Catwoman series that, that Chris liked a lot. The oh, winner. I didn't like the way that looked at all. I uh, did like gorgeous. the way it looked in uh, the Long Halloween. And I liked it, you know, for all seasons. I liked the way it looked in that book too. But that one book just didn't seem like he was getting worse or something. Well, guy, not I don't want to say kind of like Sal, but you know, the the kind of Sal, not Sal. Oh, not me. Um, uh, Michael Avon Oming is an artist that I would love to see him work on something else besides Powers, even though I I don't know what that would possibly <laughs> what be. Could possibly work. Thor. It'd be Thor. <laughs> That'd be it, I think. No, I, I think he has he to do, do independent stuff. I mean, you yeah. could see him on, you know, like, or, or not necessarily just independent, but like goofier kind of. Walking you know, Dead. No, no, no I'm like uh, Next Wave. I mean, you could see him on a book like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, I'd like to see him on other books. I'd like to see some kind of, like, a short story, like a DC or Marvel mainstream. Actually, did some. Uh, some I know uh, he, did a, he did a What If, uh, What If Thor became uh, the Hell yeah. He did some uh, BPRD stuff, didn't he? Did he do some Hellboy stuff? I don't know, actually. How about um, Alex Maleev? I uh, love Maleev. Maleev, I mean, I Maleev, Lark, and uh, Gatos are three guys I absolutely... Gatos, I don't care for. The guy I see is the predecessor of <coughs> uh, David Mosicelli. 
Yeah. Didier oh, Wong. yeah. They, mm-hmm. I mean, Lark will that's, tell you that's, that. Yeah, that's the guy they must have taken after. I mean, hey, they took over. They took after it well, because I love all three of those just, guys. Just like uh, Eduardo Riso definitely mm-hmm. took after Brian Stelfreeze. He's been doing it for 20 years, yeah. and, and it's very distinctively uh, the same mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it. But good, yeah, Rizzo's art is Yeah, Rizzo's yeah, got a great style. Yeah. Really dynamic covers, and, and you got to like that. Yeah. Well, he's been doing it for a long time, too, just not in this country. Yeah. And he's Doesn't 45 count years old. But, you can, <laughs> but if, you can definitely tell if you, if you looked at uh, Matador, mm-hmm. uh, it was a six-issue miniseries, um, that there were, it was... I mean, like I said, Stillfree's been doing this for a long, long time for DC, and it's just too similar to be um, that he didn't, right, he didn't stylize his art. Yeah. But kind of like Jim Lee, if you look at early Jim Lee stuff, it's definitely John Byrne. Yeah. I mean, that's what he must have grown up. He's about our age anyway, sure. so he probably grew up on that. And, and he's definitely coming to his own nowadays, but... I know a guy that, that Tom still follows to this day is, is Leefield. Yes. Anything, his, anything that he touches... Things he reads, I'll collect. I he just doesn't want to, have I to just know. Just <laughs> I just want to know how Juggernaut stands on a size ten. What? Have you ever seen how little the feet are? Oh, <laughs> it's the rack of cider rack. Oh, like, like, had to oh bring up. Right, from uh, now on, uh, from now on, Lee Field is like Hitler. You can't if, you, <laughs> if, if Lee Field comes up. That's it. End of the conversation. We I'm can't. Not saying I'm he not saying he's the comics in the nineties, but well, come on, let's not. Uh, <laughs> I, I always used to. But well, he definitely pushed it. A what little about bit. what about like um, what about like artists that you think would are doing something really cool now, but they could never, you know, really do anything other than what they're doing. The kind of book that they're doing. The well, guy that's talked about one. Oh, who's doing Rakito? That's what, exactly what I, it's like. Uh, yeah. That's a cool R- book. Raketo. Raketo. I see Rakito. Sounds butter. <laughs> it sounds more you know, European. I mean, I love his, I love that that book's really cool, and and his style is perfect for the tale he's telling. But I don't know how much else he could do than that. I mean, certainly he's not going to do you know mainstream stuff. You're not going to see him drawing Superman or or something like that. But even beyond that story, if it's not sort of that you know mythology laden, who's the uh, the guy that's doing Strange Girl? That's that's a yeah, wrong. I, I, I don't see him doing a superhero book either. Right? No, it's, I don't know what his name is. I can find out. It's about ten yeah, feet from me. I'll, right I'll, go, I'll go get it. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah, he's another I one that that it. It, it really fits that book, but you'd, it, he'd be hard pressed, at least in that style. I mean, guys can obviously change styles, but I, I'd say almost the same thing for Tony Moore. I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see him do right in front of you, go to your right. You know, mainstream stuff, but do you think he could really pull off? You know, a spider. Well, probably a Spider-Man book, but. Maybe, maybe a mini series of some sort. Yeah, just like I mean, I love his art. I couldn't see him doing a main run, huh? Opina, Opina, Jerome Opena. It's Jeremy. Somebody will <laughs> go on the forum and correct our English or lack thereof. But um, you know, like we were talking about Michael Levon Oming. I mean, that's you know, his style is so distinctive that. It, and, you know, if Mike McNoll ever needs some time off, the guy that's doing the keep could probably at least take an issue in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Guy Davis is doing BPRD right now. I think he's a. Uh, a lot of people that are big McNoll fans, uh, you know, are saying that it's kind of they don't like it, but I think it's fantastic for that book. I like Guy Davis. I think he captures those characters very well. Ethan Van Skyver. Oh yeah, he's oh, he's a guy that I've. I've God, there's so much talent out there. I mean, we we, we really haven't even talked about authors yet, writers. We could talk about some amazing writers. Ah, it's all about the art, baby. There yeah. are so many 
Yeah. So much talent out there right when now. Skyver's it's overwhelming. Good, but he can't get anything out on time. That would be kind of a problem. Yeah, that'd be fine, that'd I really be like. What's that? that? Can't get anything out on time. No, that. <laughs> oh come Skyver. on! Oh, that's not fair. It's, that's not from really the, true. Uh, I really like uh, Rags Six. Morales, the guy the who did. like uh, nine books a month. What so are you talking Jeff about? Jazz and his are Tom's trying to make a point. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm done. I've talked my half hour out. Do it. Do it. Talk. All right. All right. This this is what once again as. As every topic in around comics, we could end up talking about it for hours, but this is supposed to be a small episode to give people a little tease oh, about the show. Oh, we talking for that long. 36 what? minutes. Hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Compared to the 109-minute <coughs> episodes. Don, cut mark off. This is the <laughs> shortened version. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, once again, this is a little bit uh, less formal Eric episode. Powell. Good <laughs> Lord, people. Phil's gonna walk over to the shelves and take a look. <laughs> See what's on the shelves. Oh boy! You guys have a fantastic uh, rest Hester. of your week. Yes, I love Phil Hester. Phil's a great that was what I was gonna mention. Phil Brian Wood. God, All right, I'm not even gonna do um, the long outro. Whoever does um, <laughs> American Virgin, Lost Squad. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Tune in on Monday for a oh, new long version of Around Comics. And uh, we'll see you then. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, Mark. And uh, we're done. Peace for us. If you would like to suggest a topic, Send us your comments or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week, where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>